I'm Intruder Green. You might know me from things like Fuji Rock, Beijing Office of Criminal Deportation, and WeChat. Welcome to the Intruder Green Podcast. It is uh, the 7th of August, 2020. Uh, sorry, guys, we got this coming out a day late. Um, that's because fucking shit is crazy right now. Uh, you know, I know it's kind of crazy for other people in a different sense because you like can't do shit and like you got tons of time on your hands. And uh, that's sometimes true for me too. But uh, at the same time, I got like lots of other shit to do. And so that's fucking <clears throat> kind of annoying, but whatever, you know, it's like, I guess it's good to be busy. I guess. I wish I was just busy making this fucking podcast all the time because that'd be a lot cooler. But, uh, you know, uh, you know, what, if you want to make that possible, get on that Patreon. Uh, you can go to patreon.com slash green and become a d- producer of the podcast. And uh, speaking of the producers, we got Luke Ellis, Heather Royston, Gem City Sabrina, Vaughn Cotton, Ke- uh, sorry, Sarah Koenig, Chelsea McNally, Cardboard Box Colony, and Carlos Hernandez. Uh, so yeah, thanks to all of them, uh, they're making this thing happen. And uh, it could happen even better and more. If uh, more people got on board with it, I uh, would appreciate that. Uh, but in the meantime, we're doing all we can. Um, so, you know, uh, I feel like it's important to uh, talk about the issues going on right now. Uh, so like, uh, yeah, this uh, whole fucking thing that just happened. Uh, you know, the big explosion in, uh, Beirut, Beirut, I think it's how it's called, I don't know for sure, Lebanon, whatever, um, yeah, it's weird, like, you know, I've never been there, never, uh, really planned on going there, but, you know, I got some, uh, friends, uh, who have, I, their families are from there, or maybe they're from there, so it's, it's real fucking crazy, uh, if you've seen a video, then you know what I'm talking about, it kind of seems, uh, you know, for good reason, I think a lot of people were like, holy shit, somebody's just set off a nuke, uh, and that would be real fucked up, but it's already fucked up enough, uh, you know, with what actually happened, uh, and, you know, I, I know people always want to, like, maybe it's a coping me- mechanism people use to, like, uh, you know, make jokes, so, like, kind of try to analyze what happened or even like to the point where I'm, I'm sure there's a fucking million conspiracy theories getting spitted out on the fucking Q Annons and shit right now. I think Donald Trump even already fucking came out with some bullshit. Uh, you know, it, it could be, you know, uh, true. Some of it, maybe a lot of it's probably bullshit though. And, uh, who knows what, <clears throat> but honestly, uh, for me, it's like, I feel like sometimes it's kind of just all right to be real fucking sad about shit. Like, you don't have to just fucking wallow in your own pity and just cry, but like, fuck. You watch that video and you're seeing like, I don't know how it was only like a, a hundred people or so they say in a, de- a dead from it. It looked like that should have been hundreds to thousands of people like wiped out by this thing. So, you know, I guess it could have been worse maybe, but... It's just still really sad that this kind of shit happens because of the way uh, a fucking, uh, I don't know, modern civilization is. Uh, you'd think we'd be doing better. We got a lot of fucking weird shit in this, in this world where it's like, we're not even, we, we're fucking wiping ourselves out when we're not even trying. Like, just accidentally. Uh, not to mention the environmental shit. But, uh, you know, like, we got wars, we got fucking uh, shit on the environment, and then we got these just accidents to happen. And that's just, uh, it's real sad. And uh, I think it's okay to just be sad about it. Of course, you want to, like, get a call to action going and try to do better. But uh, it's also just good to be sad, I think, sometimes. So uh, if you're feeling that way, I don't think you're wrong. And I think it's kind of actually healthy to do that. So, anyway, uh, the other thing I was thinking about is, you know how, like, we got this uh great fuck civilization on it you know since we're talking about that we got like people going to the moon and like maybe mars and stuff and we got these giant towers that fucking uh made out of steel and whatnot but it's, it's funny to me because we also got like all these uh you know flat earth worshipers and like racists and uh you know like just idiots you know, scientologists you know stuff it's like really demented people uh out there and it kind of reminds me of how like we look back on ancient civilizations that like i don't know they had a really good thing going on for a while and they worshiped gods and stuff uh you know like they we we kind of look down on them for uh not being uh sophisticated that's the word 
as as much as we are now today. But then, like you know, uh, because of they because of their weird religions and stuff. But we got the same shit now. You know, we got weirdos running around. Fucking just religion in general is kind of a weird thing. I mean, I'm not trying to knock it because like a lot of people need it or like think it's cool. And uh, you know, I got I kind of got mixed feelings about it. For me, for the most part, I'm not really into it. But um, yeah, and I think it actually some in some ways uh, certain religions and the fucking shit they teach you kind of fucking actually fucks shit up. But uh, or at least people get in there and they use it to fuck shit up. Anyway, I'm going off the rails here. Uh, yeah. So anyway, we got all that going on, and then you see these uh, older civilizations. <laughs> That's the word. Uh, you know, they crumbled and we look up, uh, we stick a nose up at them and we're like, oh, uh, yeah, buddy, you fucked that one up, didn't you? But like, maybe that's like what we're headed to. Maybe we're like on a rebound of like going back and like we're seeing our civilization crumble. It's going to like be like accidents like that shit blows up and like the fucking, uh, you know, you got the whole world against us now with this fucking, uh, virus. Maybe there'll be another one soon. Maybe we'll all just get wiped out. And then a bunch of buildings would be left around for the next uh, whatever people to come around. I mean, you know, obviously there's going to be some people left and they'll be like, oh, what is this ancient civilization? Uh, maybe in America or something. I don't know. But yeah, they'll be like, I don't know. They stored out their, all their information on these weird fucking uh, books that you like need electricity to fucking use. And uh, I don't know. Now we don't have electricity because we figured out how to like genetically improve ourselves to just absorb the sun and uh powers uh us and we don't need machines ah you know that's a good idea for a novel for a science fiction novel a comic book uh i guess that would be a graphic novel right because that's the adult comic book thing to read anyway uh here yeah, you can hit me up if you want to fucking get into that all right um anyway uh after all of that i gotta say that uh this episode we had i had uh Good chat with Chachi from a band called Round Eye. And uh, <laughs> I know that sounds pretty fucked up, but it's, it's, they're pretty cool. Uh, he's been living in, J uh, not Japan, China for uh, a while now. I, I can't remember exactly how long. I think like 10 years or something. Uh, so he's been there for a long time. And so you can imagine based on that and the fact that uh, his band is kind of like a political satire type of thing. Um, it got heavy into, uh, I don't want to say politics, but like social stuff. So, uh, you know, I feel like my favorite podcast to listen to right now are the ones that get away from that because, you know, of course you want to stay informed about stuff, but it's better to like, uh, I think have a release or, uh, escape is the word to hear and, uh, do that for a while sometimes too. So I'm going to try to do some of that, but I had to, I had to, you know, get into some of it with him because that's like a special opportunity and stuff. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And without further ado, I'm on the show. Hello, this is a prepaid collect call from Intruder Green, an inmate at the Neural Correctional Institution. This call is subject to recording and monitoring. To accept charges, press 1. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Chachi from Round Eye on the Intruder Green Podcast. All right. Well, now we're in it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, like we were saying, this is a real interesting one because you're in China, right? Yeah. Yeah, I am. I'm uh, in Shanghai, China. That's that's uh, very interesting. I don't think I've ever done uh, one of these with somebody so far away. We do a lot of stuff with people from the States, uh, a few people from Europe. But, uh, you know, China... That seems like a pretty special place to be in uh, at this time in history. Uh, you know, with everything going on with the oh, pandemic yeah, it's a and everything. special place with all sorts of happy time, good feelings. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, you know, I 
you know, I, I'm sure everybody's sick of hearing about pandemic talk, but uh, this is kind of like a special opportunity. So I feel like we got to get a little bit into that. Um, but you, you, uh, is the whole band like I, I read a little bit about on the press release and it says like you guys are expatriates. So like you all, are you guys like all Americans who moved there at some point or what, how did, how did the history work out that way? I mean, in this band we've had, uh, the current band is an Irishman, an Italian and three Americans. Oh, wow. And we've had, I mean, we've had Puerto Ricans, two English, uh, Spaniards, we've had, like all sorts of people, Chinese and, uh, just, I've had a lot of cast members in this weird drama. Oh, that's cool. So, so you have gotten some some uh, locals involved as well. That's that's nice. Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, so, like, yeah, in, in in the press release, it says you're like an activist type band, and I kind of picked up. It's it almost seems like some of the like. I first of all, I, I dig the tunes a lot. I love how it kind of is like sort of some controlled chaos is the best way I could put it going on with like, you know, it's not straight up like Ramones type punk rock. It's like stuff gets a little noisy and uh, goes a little crazy. And I like that. Um, but, uh, you know, as far as the lyrics is, it seems a little satirical sometimes. I mean, literally the, <laughs> the fucking uh, band name is pretty fucking great. Pretty much at all times satirical. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of <laughs> what I was thinking. Uh, I didn't have a chance to listen to every single song, but uh, yeah, I dig it. And uh, that's fucking cool. Um, so like, uh, yeah, what, what inspired you to do that in the first place? Like, how'd you get going on this and how long have you been around anyway? I know that's like three different questions that I just asked you. Feel free to answer them, uh, however you want. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I, I lived in China for 10 years and I, and round, I has been around for two or uh, eight years. All right. And we formed because I needed, I needed musicians to finish a record that I had abandoned uh, when I lived in, I'm, I was raised in uh, Florida. All right. I was born in Chicago, raised in Florida, and I had a band for ten years in Florida called uh, the Libyan Hit Squad. All right. <laughs> and our last record, our last record in Florida was a record, a collab that we had with Greg Ginn of Black Flag. Oh, that's cool. And it was just kind of just laying there, and I had, and I had nothing, you know, I had no means to finish it because I just jumped ship from America and came over here. Yeah. And. Uh, so I, I, I decided to just try and finish the record and I found a drummer. I found a bass, I had a bass player and two saxophones and we finished the record. But then what ultimately happened was we realized that it had sounded nothing like the previous band. So we just decided to split it and make it two EPs and as a transitional LP for one band to the other. So I finished the last band stuff and started a new band with this, uh, split EP 12 inch. Well, that's fucking cool. That sounds like a lot of work. You gotta be fucking uh, really into it to get all that done. Oh yeah, it sucked, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, it, it, it's it's rough. Uh, anybody who doesn't know, it's it's rough making one album, you know, in a, in a year or two, let alone doing all that. So, uh, but that's that's good. That's uh, you know, right, right. Um, but I don't know. Did you say like and why? This is, you know. Yeah, the Gin the Gin Greg Gin collaboration that was before the whole Black Flag drama, so it was a lot oh, easier yeah. back then. There was yeah. so much, uh, you know. Gin was still kind of a, a recluse a little bit. Not, I mean, he wasn't really hiding from people, but he was just not as so much in the spotlight as he was after Black Flag had their big fallout. Yeah. Uh, so it was, you know, it's a very warm and easy uh, process. <laughs> That's good. It's good. You want that kind of process to be as warm and easy as possible because. It's still going to be times when it sucks, you know? It's it's work, is what I'm saying, you know? Getting in the yeah. studio, doing anything. It, like, as much fun as it is and as much as it's better than pretty much anything else you could be doing, uh, you know, it's like, I, I don't know, people are always like, oh, you got to work hard. And I'm like, well, not if your job sucks. <laughs> like, then fucking, fuck working hard, <laughs> you know? Work hard if you fucking are into yeah, it. Because exactly, man. even if you're fucking stoked on what you're doing, it's still going to be hard work sometimes, but it'll, it'll at least be worth it, you know? If you're making an album in a studio and you got fucking yeah, right songs and shit, it's going to be hard work, but it's worth it because it's something you actually care about. I don't know. Sometimes, you know... Or, or like crimes, yeah, you gotta sure. fucking plan that shit out and fucking, it sucks, but you know, you gotta have a plan of attack and stuff. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know if you... Did I answer all of those questions with that with what I just said? <laughs> I, I think probably so. I don't know, I don't know if I even asked, but like what, uh, 
got you to move to China in the first place? Uh, it was it was fairly simple. Like uh, the band I was in previously, the drummer had just passed away, oh, and he had lived in China from 2007 to 2009. And he told me all about it, you know, and uh, and I was I just kind of put it in the back of my mind saying, ah, yeah, maybe someday in the future. He lived in Beijing and Taiyuan. He told me it was great out here. The music scene is incredible. It's a weird, you know, it's a weird place to live. Yeah. And it's like the Wild West. So I was like, yeah, that sounds great. Wow, really? But I wasn't really consider I wasn't really seriously considering it. But yeah. uh, then the recession happened in the United States and nobody could find any work. Everything was just completely no matter what degree, no matter what credentials you had, you couldn't find any work, not in central Florida. Oh, and damn. so I decided to jump ship, uh, broke the band up, broke my relationship up, just did the paperwork that I needed and just went over to China. I didn't wow. know, I didn't even know how to say hello in Chinese. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's definitely diving in head first, right? Oh man. That, but it's pretty cool. Cause you obviously figured yeah. some shit out cause you've been there for, uh, that, that much time now. And, uh, yeah, fucking a dude. Um, a decade. Yeah. Full on decade. That's, uh. That's amazing, and uh, props to you for doing that. Um, <laughs> do you find it, you know, I mean, there's a lot of, like, I don't know if you want to call it misconceptions, or just, like, you know, the way Americans probably think about, like, the way things are in China. Um, and, well, you've been there for a decade. Do you ever get back to the States to visit or anything, or you just been, been just been hunkered down there doing your thing? Uh, my family actually lives in Dominican Republic, so that's where I go to see them. Ah, okay. But we, when I go to the States, we go to tour. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All so right. we do like these long, you know, two and a half month tours of the U.S. and then come back. That's what we did with the previous record. And, uh, you know, it's, it's usually like 60 day tours of Europe, 60 day tours of America. And then maybe something in Chinese New Year, which is February or March. Oh, yeah. I mean. So, yeah, we make it back to the U.S. Yeah, for sure. So you have an idea probably. Uh, maybe you're sick of hearing about it, but like the way Americans have like a weird idea of china because of communism and everything um like i don't know can you say anything about oh, that yeah, sure, like sure, sure. if I've been it's true that or or if it's bullshit or whatever maybe somewhere in between i mean some of it oh, it's, that's pretty vague like some of it some of it yeah. is uh <laughs> let me see an example of it being true i mean it's it's definitely an interesting life to live under a whole tyrannical state of communism that's for sure and okay. it is it is exactly what they say. It is. There are, you know, communi- you know, uh, concentration camps in the Xinjiang provinces and stuff like that. But I mean, it's it's. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, is there? Give me like a specific uh, a specific question for for the stereotypes. What oh. specific stereotype are you hearing? I mean, I think you. Well, for instance, like uh, you know, w- w- the 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 sort of like uh, I don't know how, what the word is, but uh, like a regime that's sort of like monitoring everything all the time. Like we worry about that a lot in America, even though we got Amazon oh, yeah. and Google yeah, monitoring. Yeah, one hundred percent. And now true. and now we're talking about this over the over you know the Skype. True. And I think a lot of people are like, well, they're probably listening to you right now. You might get like a knock on the door pretty soon or something. And that's, you think that's 100% true? They probably would and they, they have before. Oh, wow. You know, we've had, tour, we've had tours canceled. I've had to meet with the Ministry of Culture. You know, oh, yeah. like uh, they do watch you. You know, I've been pulled out of my house at 1030 at night for a random drug test. And then they take me away for two days and then oh, wow. keep me in a cell hair testing me, piss testing me. And not there's no lawyers, right? And so yeah. you're just sitting there until... I thought I was getting deported, but then they just, they happened to let me go on the, the end of the second day. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, all that, all that shit's true. They I have mean, a social crediting system. They have facial recognition. Yeah. They yeah. have, uh, they are listening in on your, the, the social media here is called WeChat and looking at that. They, yeah, they're watching you. Sorry. What did you say about the social media? I kind of, I think the connection got weird. The social media here, instead of like Facebook and Twitter, um, you know, they have all their that own shit stuff. Is illegal out here. So they have their own equivalent that they can, yeah, yeah that they can so monitor they can, better. Uh, monitor, right? Yeah, so yeah. they have something called WeChat. Oh, all right, okay. Um, well, that's interesting. And WeChat is WeChat is what I use, what everybody uses. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's like, uh, you know, you got maybe the Chinese government is monitoring that shit. Uh, but in the States, it's like, oh, you know, we don't have to worry about that, except, you know, you've got Google and Amazon and, uh, you know, whatever the fuck else, Facebook, 
uh, monitoring all your shit and making money off of it. So I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I guess nobody's really been like sent to jail that I know of for like uh, stuff they were saying on social media here. Unless it was like hate speech or something. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's just kind of an interesting concept like how you, people, especially in America, are like, oh, those those other governments are all oppressive and stuff. It's like, well, yeah, but here in America, we got all these companies who just get to fucking uh, just, you know, fly high with little regulations and, uh, you know, kind of own all sorts, all your, all your information and everything. For and sure. I mean, yeah, exactly. Exactly. The States is doing the same thing and more of a corporate level. Uh, well, and the thing is, they're not even in China. It's more, you know. It's, yeah, well, j- just I'm not trying to like uh, say one is better than the other by any means. Um, but I guess the thing that weirds me out about the way it is in the states is like, if you got the government, um, and you know, especially in the states, we supposedly have a democracy there. Uh, but you know, you're supposed to be able to hold your uh, representatives accountable and all that stuff. Uh, and you know, you can't really do that when it's a private company because they're like, well, you signed a fucking thing when you started an account on us so we can do whatever the fuck we want with your information. And it's like, oh, yeah, the yeah, government can't exactly. do shit about it. Um, but then again, I don't know what it's like when you got, you know, a communist regime uh, t- doing it all. I don't know if you can really hold them accountable, you know, against what they want you to do either. So it's it's kind of, I don't know. I don't know if one's worse than the other or not one is definitely this the reason that this one is so much worse than what's going on in the states is that the states it's like you said it's like it's voluntary but they won't actually put any any government-backed rounding up of a certain race of people because of theological ideas not that yet go, that are contrary to a government <laughs> yeah that's Here, true. They're, they're actually doing that you know they, yeah, that's they true. actually if you believe radically or if, you know yeah they you know the, the weaker situation is happening yeah and if you if you do criticize anything, they they look for names that like uh, like hotkey words in, in social in social media. If you mention Xi Jinping, if you mention Hong Kong, if you mention uh, Tibet or India with the border disputes, they will look at this and they will call you directly. Wow. So <laughs> are you worried about doing uh, about speaking about that right now? I mean, we are, but it's it with the last album. It, with the last album was totally focused on. You know, the American problem, the election was just yeah. happening. It was 2016, 17, and Donald Trump had just gotten elected in office. And we were just, you know, we had to say something. And uh, we felt we had to say something. Now, things, this is where we live. This is our life, my yeah. life, for the past 10 years. And to sit by and watch all of this insanity happen around me and watch it affecting how the economy and how people making our, like, cor- like American government, you know, politicians are making their choices for a nation yeah. with worry of what's being uh, fed to them by the Chinese government and the Chinese Kwai, the renminbi, the dollar, right? Yeah. We're starting to see how China's, China's, uh, the Communist Party is trying, is starting to influence the social media and the, the basically all the core values of American politics, of oh, American freedoms or whatever you want to fucking call it. Yeah. Huh. China's really starting to buy out the the I mean the very root of what makes the whole you know freedom of speech. They're buying it out. Yeah, that's interesting concept. You know, look at the NBA. Look at uh, I mean, look at South Park. Look at uh, look at Disney. Yeah, I don't know too much about it to be honest. Um, but I I do think that people are paying more attention now, uh, partially because of the whole pandemic, and you know, frankly you know trump being like trying to call it the china virus and stir up all this hate um and you know it's it, it if anything i think he uh, is and you know the thing is i think yeah i think it's a lot of political posturing on trump's part because i definitely know that the you know the united states government the chinese government have i mean most people know that they'll know that there's uh, who knows what they're doing behind the curtains right but you know money is being transacted and they're not going to do anything drastic because we're so such a symbiotic relationship between china and the united states in terms of money yeah that's right and then what's we can't ignore what's happening in Hong Kong. All of our friends in Hong Kong are being completely wiped out. Their way of life is is nearly gone. They are soon to become just another city in mainland China under those rules. And Taiwan, you know, everyone's afraid Taiwan's next. Oh man, that's so crazy. for us to so make like, this record, we we had we just felt we had to say something. Yeah. So how how so is that happening? Like, uh, how 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 does someone get their way of life like 
wiped out like that? Are they just being, are those the people that are getting rounded up and sent to prison camps if they try to like, you know? Well, they can if they have any sort of like seditious uh, things to say about the government. Now, Hong Kong used to be, let's use Hong Kong as an example. Yeah. Hong Kong was an autonomous state. Okay. It was handed over, handed over by the British in the ni- in 97, 95. Yeah. And uh, they were assured that they would have their their own judicial system, their own, uh, they would run their own uh, country with the two-party system, right? So yeah. it would the Chinese would be there. Of course, they'd be there, but they would run their own affairs. They, the, the communists would not meddle with their freedom of speech. You know, f- you can use Facebook. You can you can have an opinion on things. You can they have a they have a um, oh, why am I blanking out here? Uh, <laughs> they have a fair judicial system in Hong oh, Kong before oh, yeah, the okay. communists came in. Okay. But now that's all gone, especially oh. with the extradition bill. You know, yeah. that was, that's what really started uh, yeah, getting the right. ball rolling. So can... if you did a crime yeah. that was a crime on mainland China rules, they could extradite you, bring you into mainland China, and then try you by Chinese rules. Yeah, right. I know. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, ugh, brutal. <laughs> but. But now they totally took over, you know? So yeah, now that's right. everybody, I mean, that's why the UK is offering refuge for people in Hong Kong. Taiwan is offering refuge for people in Hong Kong because those, their way of life is gone now. It's, it's going to be completely different. Yeah. Huh. And it, that's not just like, I mean. Yeah, it's, it's heavy. <laughs> yeah, it's very heavy. And uh, we don't normally get too heavy on a podcast, but I feel like uh, this is a uh, extra, it's an interesting opportunity being able to talk to somebody with, uh, you know, having... You you obviously lived in the states and then moved to China, so you've got some perspective there and uh, seeing how the world actually works. And uh, it, it, now more than ever, I think it's important for people to uh, you know hear about this stuff because you know otherwise we just hear about it from uh, you know maybe some news sources, but you got fucking people in power who no, are trying sure, to control sure. that I power. I totally agree. You know. Yeah. So I appreciate the media you tends about to kind of over exaggerate. You know, it's, especially now everything's so politically. You know, you yeah. know uh, skewed. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, and uh, who knows? But you know, I lived in China have. for ten years for a reason. You know, it's like when I when I first got here. Yeah, it was. I felt more freedom in communist China than I did in America. When I looked wow. at a cop here in China, I didn't have the sudden feeling that I did something wrong. Oh, and yeah. I know I didn't do anything wrong. You know, when you look at a cop in the street. Oh yeah, dude. I can. But it was uh, just so. It was just so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I totally know what you you you're feeling because I had the same experience uh, coming over to Germany and uh you know people ask me why I came here right. and uh it's like I can't give out all the information because of uh you know laws and stuff but uh you know that's part right. of part of the part of what I like over here is definitely that like yeah I'm not afraid a cop's gonna shoot me all the time <laughs> like. Just getting pulled over right, exactly, in the states, exactly. which you don't really get pulled over here unless you're actually doing something wrong. But you're not gonna like get pulled over here because you, I don't know, for some made up bullshit. You know, they they actually, you know, uh, exactly, exactly, are enforcing rules because they need to be enforced, and just instead of just trying to make money or because they fucking have anger problems. Uh, so that part of it but is that was very the nice. Big, but see, yeah, right, exactly, and that was the beginning for me. Was yeah. my, the safety illusion was the beginning for me. That's why I started living here for so long. Mm-hmm. But then around 2015 and 16, when yeah. Xi Jinping started really getting power in, in uh, you know, in, in office, and he, you know, that's when I really started to notice the big changes. Okay. I mean, everything. I'm talking in a period of two years, everything accelerated in growth. Yeah. And you could just watch it happening before your eyes. And you started noticing the social crediting didn't exist when I first moved to China. Facial recognition didn't exist when I first moved to China. What is All social these, crediting? He started bringing back a lot of the Maoist ideals. Yeah. So it's almost like a second cultural revolution. Yeah. What? Can you tell me what social crediting means? Social crediting means, okay, say like you have $100 yeah. and you steal a pack of gum. Yeah. They'll take $2 away. Oh, all right. Interesting. You know what I mean? Like, and then if you do enough bad things, if you commit enough crimes, once you get to a certain low point in your social crediting, you won't be able to use public transit. You won't be able to uh, get on an airplane or a train, or you won't be able to use your social media to pay for something. They'll start limiting your access. They'll start uh, forcing you to be kind of localized into wherever you're living. Huh. 
That's very you won't interesting. Have, they'll limit the freedoms that you are that you have. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, that's that's pretty uh, fucking uh, interesting. Uh, because you know, like uh, I guess yeah. you, they ter- they tr- they kind of try to do that in similar ways in the states, but probably not quite as harshly. Where you know, like if you're a felon uh, in most states, you can't vote or you can't do this and that. And, right, uh, you can't vote. Yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, you know, that's uh. Exactly, it's it's like that, but it it gets down into your everyday life. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I um, think they, I think they made a Black Mirror episode sort of like this. <laughs> Probably, it does sound very Black Mirror like, and um, it's it's interesting too that it's kind of like an ongoing thing and uh, how it affects the states because we got this election coming up, and uh, you know, hopefully we do a better job this time as as Americans. Um, I don't know that we have a lot of great options, but you know, whatever. That's a whole different debate. Um, and how, but you know, like, like I was saying before this pandemic thing, kind of like, I feel like it kind of brings the world together and that we're all paying more attention to each other and like how everybody is, uh, uh, sort of, you know, the, the, the good or bad jobs people have done with this because like, you know, uh, my band got fucking, uh, a whole year canceled basically, uh, as far as touring goes, we had some shit set up. Um, and that's basically goes uh goes for like everybody i'm guessing you guys aren't going to be able to tour this year um i don't know though because like china's doing pretty good as well not, not anywhere outside of china yeah but are you able to tour in china yeah well that's cool yeah yeah we are okay um because like even i mean in- certain places i have a list of like all the provinces of china and yeah. the, the in the list it tells you which is the hot zone, which is this area where you need to show a certain green or red or yellow QR code, okay. which is the area you need to be quarantined for a certain amount of days. But the, the, the dates that we're hitting, they're, they're all pretty safe. Yeah, okay. Um, because like in, in Europe, you, I think pretty much everything's canceled through the end of the year. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, a, yeah, for sure. Yeah. We were supposed to do a Europe. We're supposed to be in Europe right now. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, we were supposed to be in the States in May, and then we were supposed to be in the States uh, this month, and uh, yeah, none of that's happening. So, uh, you know, I'm just hoping I can get back to the States eventually, because A, I would like to see my band members again, and B, it would be cool to actually do a tour again, Um, and you know, obviously our main base is in the United States. But uh, I don't know, do uh, how often do uh, bands come over to China? Because I, I feel like I've heard about some bands coming over there. But it doesn't happen nearly as much as, say, like, you know, obviously Europe and Japan and Australia. Um, is China a hard one for, like, American bands to get into? Or is it more just like... Uh, I mean... Yeah. It, no, it's... Well, okay, so we've brought... We have brought probably about a dozen, maybe a little more of bands over here to tour mainland China. Oh, well, that's cool. I mean, well, I'm talking like Mike Watt, MDC, The, De- the Descendants, oh, cool. uh, Flesh Tones, Paul Collins, Moto, uh, quite a few people, oh, right? Moto, the Dickies. Tight. Yeah. And in order to do that, you have the the problem is, is that it's not as easy as going to Japan or anywhere in Europe or Australia. It's, right. it, you, there's a lot of paperwork. Oh, yeah. You have to submit your lyrics. You have to submit. They have to do their homework because it's. It's not just the country you got to go through. It's the Ministry of Culture, right? right? So they got to deem that your content is harmonious with the with the Chinese ideals, right? The yeah. communist ideal. Yeah. So what I would do, is, for instance, um, when we brought Millions of Dead Cops over here, obviously yeah. a band called Millions of Dead Cops is not going to fly in fucking China. <laughs> yeah. So I changed the name. <laughs> okay. I changed the name because they always go by acronym, right? MDC. So it yeah. changes to millions of delicious cancerous candies, and that's how it is on the official form. <laughs> wow! And that's what let them in. Nice. That's amazing. And that's everything's wonderful. cool. I changed the, you know, I changed all of their lyrics, and then out, and everything's cool because they can't understand them screaming anyway. So they came in, and it was fine to do a ten day tour, no problem. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, that's great. But yeah, I mean, it's uh, for some reason, you know, China is just very mysterious to a lot of the Western bands and the Western. They think that there's they're not aware that there's such a market out here. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I believe that there, there is. is and there isn't because they yeah. lately they've been applying a foreigner tax on here. Uh-oh. So and the tax is so heavy on DIY circuit bands touring the area that it's almost 
you just break even. It's hard yeah. to make like a real, real profit off of, off of China with all these laws. I guess that makes sense as far as trying to control things because then you got to go through like the the you know the circuits that they want you that are more regulated probably uh, in order to like yeah for sure you know absolutely yeah. or or at least the people who can afford the tax who are going to make enough money already go through those circuits anyway so it's almost like uh you know gentrifying the whole fucking uh system if that makes exactly. sense exactly i mean most of the bands that we ever toured with from outside out here they've always yeah, it was. Uh, they hope you know to break even or maybe go home with some money, but for the most part, it's for the experience of coming to this weird place. Oh, for sure. And uh, I would like to experience that sometime. I don't know how they. I would uh, you know uh, ski masks over there. Um, I know they're they're pretty good at wearing like ma- mouth masks, so uh, you know maybe we'll fit in real good. I don't know, uh, but you know it's like uh, <laughs> it could be cool. I believe it could be cool. And uh, hey, I thank you for like uh, kind of indulging me and probably some people <laughs> from my audience on such a like serious uh, conversation here. But like the band uh, is 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 much more like kind of comedic, right? Like I've seen your videos and stuff, and like they're just fucking. I don't know. I, the the best way I can describe it is like bonkers, kind of. They're just like so much goofy stuff going on, but like it's satirical and that's cool. But it's just like I don't know. It's a lot of fun. I mean, it's supposed. The reason is, is this, you know, we're. I'd like to consider the band a mirror for a Western mirror for what we see and what we go through with China. Yeah. You know, common sense doesn't exactly thrive out here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so it's uh. I don't know if common so th- sense is, thrives how... anywhere these days, but yeah. No, I know. It seems to be in short supply in a lot of places, doesn't it? Yeah, that's right. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, with Suntan, with that video, it's, yeah. it's just uh, in Asian cultures, in Asian cultures, it's just a common, common, even today, it's just a common thought that uh, whiter or paler skin is the acme of beauty and anything darker it seems to more of as a peasant or kind of a field worker or an ugly trait. This huh. is how it is out here, man. We're talking about a country that's had a brand of toothpaste called Darley, which was originally called Darky, with the logo <laughs> being a fucking, you know, blackface uh, wow. jazz hand, you know, the jazz musician thing for yeah. a long time. That's so weird. That's just how it is. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Wow, that's uh. And in Chinese, if you look at the if you look at the Chinese name of that toothpaste, it still literally just says "black people toothpaste." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> wow, that's amazing. Like I I, so I don't even you know, get it. That's <laughs> like because black people's teeth like stand out more against their skin or something. I guess. Fuck, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> uh, well, anyway. That's some, uh... <laughs> interesting branding uh yeah thanks for listening to the intruder green podcast by now you probably heard about our sponsor stupid rad merch company and if you haven't then listen up because i gotta tell you stupid rad merch company is a great web store with a bunch of your favorite bands at stupidradmerch.com and if you're in a band and need some work done they can get you totally covered for a modest price and super quick turnaround time but don't just take it from me Here's what the ladies from Bad Cop, Bad Cop had to say about it. Yeah, you know. Great ideas. It's always pushing, always moving. Simeon is delightful to work with. He's yeah. very responsive and professional. and It's the quality of the shirts. I like them. Yeah, high quality. High very, quality. Very well done. Very well done on the ink. It, it really feels is. like a family again. Yeah. It feels like it's, it's a place where you can... You can Trust what's happening. And don't forget to use the code PRISON at checkout and get a 15% discount on all Stupid Red branded apparel. That's P-R-I-S-O-N, I think. I don't really know how to spell, but those are the letters they told me to say. StupidRedMerch.com StupidRedMerch.com Guitar players, I bet you thought you were shit out of luck when it comes to finding your dream guitar amp. You know... You go on some auction site or something, and it's all crap? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because, you know, you gotta look in the right place. And the right place is Yeah Man's Vintage and Used Guitars. They got exactly what you're looking for. Now, I know what you're thinking. Aren't they located in, like, Switzerland or something? Yeah, man, they are. Burn Switzerland, to be exact. But, you know, you can, um, get on the internet, and you can go check out their website, yeahmansguitars.com, and, uh, you can order stuff on there. 
So, uh, you know, it don't really matter where the heck you are in the world. You can just get on their website and uh, find all sorts of cool stuff that you're looking for. And you might not even know that you wanted it until you see it on there. And it's a lot of good stuff. Uh, if you got something specific you're looking for and need some help finding it, just hit up Yeah Man Guitars on the electronic mail. That's the email. It's like 21st century and you got email and websites. It's like amazing. Some people would call it magic. Some people would call it science. I just call it, I don't know, crazy shit. Uh, yeahmansguitars at gmail.com. As far as email goes, it's where you email them. And while you're at it, get your band a tour in Europe and stop by the shop. Michael and the rest of the crew would love to meet you, I'm sure. And you could tell them Green sent you. Yeah, man's vintage and used guitars. Um, but I definitely uh, would encourage people to go check out your music videos. I mean, go obviously, you got the new album out. It came out on July 4th, right? Was that, was like, I, that's like a specific planned thing? That it, like, no, come out that on... was a complete accident. Oh, that really? was, uh, it was supposed to come out June 16th. Oh, and yeah. then for... I can't remember what it was. I think it was because the videos weren't ready. We were just like, ah, just ah, delay it a little bit. And then we, uh, we, it just happened to fall. They suggested that day. And I was like, yeah, sure. Fuck it. Yeah, that's right. Um, and you're doing it on paper and plastic with, uh, Vinny from, well, X less than Jake now, but, uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Yeah. Is this, is this your first one on paper and plastic or you've been with them for a while? No, no, this is our first one. The, the, the album that we had before this was on sudden, sudden death and okay. then um before that we're on yeah. uh ripping records in florida oh nice um so but uh so joe shithead was our our boss for the last record <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> sounds good um yeah uh well i definitely encourage people to check out the new album i've definitely listened to it and it's great and uh the, the videos i love you guys videos um so you know, Thank you. <laughs> get, get on the YouTube and check out the videos, or I don't know uh, where the best place to find the videos is, but uh, I, I love them. I love uh, everything you guys do. I hope uh, we can actually uh, maybe meet in person sometime, and I can actually maybe see you guys play because uh, I'm guessing uh, if yeah, your videos sure, are, man. we I'd love yeah. Leipzig. Uh, yeah, you got to come over here. Maybe we come to China sometime in the. Probably not too near future because of the way of the world right now, but uh, someday, <laughs> yeah. Um, which which band are you in? Are you in Masked Intruder? Yeah, Masked Intruder. <laughs> That's why I'm in. Oh Blue. yeah, dude, I know you guys. You know us guys. That's good. <laughs> where where were you guys? You know, I've been wondering about you guys. Where have you guys? Where were you guys originally located? Like, where did you? What city did you start in? I mean, prison. Is where we're originally from, but we definitely spent a lot of time around the uh, <laughs> uh, around like uh, was, uh, southern Wisconsin and northern Illinois. So like between like Madison, okay, Wisconsin, okay. and Chicago uh, is kind of like our main whereabouts. I don't want to get too specific because uh, sometimes we gotta hide out, uh, and uh, we don't want to like uh, no, no worries, you know, man. I we don't want the cops coming to the. You don't want to alert the authorities. Yeah, coming to our shack in the park or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's bring, let's do it, man. Let's get it. Let's get you guys over to the, the big prison of the world. <laughs> let's see what real, real uh, tyranny looks like. All right, I'm uh, very <laughs> interested to see that, and uh, maybe we can make some people laugh. Uh, actually, now since we, uh, since you mentioned it, what what are the crowds like in in China? Because I know like we played Japan, and not that you know, obviously they're not the same kind of. Uh, they're not the same place, but uh, as far as like culture shock for us, I think Japan was like the biggest one we ever experienced. Um, and a lot of people said, you know, oh, you know, I was just having a conversation with somebody about this. Yeah. Like uh, Japan, I'm sure with culture shock, of course, it's going to happen with Japan. Japan yeah. just because, I mean, yeah, it is different than the West, right? I mean, they're yeah. using chopsticks for Christ's sake. <laughs> However, I think that Japan and the United States have kind of had an equal growth in terms of the origins of rock and roll to where we are today. Oh yeah. Because, uh, you know, after the, like, you know, in the seventies, they have their seventies punk band, you know, and, sure, they, and they were sure. all super influenced by Americana and all that stuff. Yeah. China, it took, China didn't open up to the West right. until really until like the mid eighties. Wow. I mean, the first foreign band to ever have a large-scale concert in China was Wham, <laughs> you know, in like 1988. 
So Wham! was their introduction to what the hell was going on on the other side of the world. <laughs> George Michael's Wham! Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I'm familiar. And so the crowds, they... They had they had a lot they had a lot they had a lot of homework to do in a very short period of time. But now the crowds are great. The crowds they go ape shit and they 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 get they get what they can. Like in the nineties, they were trading tapes on the underground. In the early millennia, they were doing the same thing. Obviously not online, but if, unless you had a proxy server. Yeah. But still with CDs, right? Sure. Just trading and trading and trading, and then bands would form out of that. Like the oldest band that I can think of in the punk genre that's still going today is called SMZB, and they've been around for about 25 years. And they're a Chinese political punk band oh, that's wow. super criticizing of the government, which but and they get away with this and on you know many 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 yeah many many times. Huh. So not they're not totally and, getting uh, away with this, but they're it not is locked here. up. The, the, no, no, they know they know what's going on. The big genres in terms of punk out here, like the big ones, the ones that are like you know filling three thousand, four thousand seaters are like post punk. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know, like it's Gang of like, Four, Joy Division kind of thing. All right, so it's more like, but in terms poetic. of like dirty ass rock and roll punk, you know. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right. But in terms of dirty ass punk rock and roll shit, I mean, it's this. This are yeah, you can fill these, you know, three, four, five hundred uh, people clubs, and they go ape shit. Beijing definitely does. Wuhan definitely does, especially nowadays. Now that things are s- slowing down for them. Yeah. Well, that's great, and uh, you know, people going ape shit is what you want at a punk rock show. But you're just gonna have to come out, come out here and see for yourself, man. I would love to. I want it. I want it to happen. You know, like it sounds amazing. Um, <laughs> I love. Uh, you know, that's been the best thing about being in a punk band, and I'm sure you uh, might agree. Uh, is just being able to see the world. Yeah, one hundred percent agree. Fucking meet 100%. interesting people. Yeah. Um, and uh, experience different cultures like you know it's like it's cool if you like have a job and they're like you made a bunch of money now you can go on vacation this year and you're like cool i'm gonna go to like no, absolutely disneyland paris or something <laughs> and it's like oh i got to experience that right exactly but you know you go on tour and you're like exactly oh, i'm on you know I'm, a, I'm on vacation for two months and i'm actually like meeting real people and like seeing how people live here for real Anyway, go on. Exactly, exactly. And I'm not, I'm not gonna, chi- I'm not gonna knock China too much because you know, in terms, yeah, in terms of the government, it's 100% pile of shit. But sometimes, <laughs> like, I keep forgetting about the people, and the people, the people are fucking fantastic here. Oh yeah. They're just, you know, they're scared. You know what I mean? It's, they, For they sure. have real. It's not just you that the government's gonna go after. It's you and your family. Yeah. So and it's a lot of, there's a lot of that tactic. But the people are, yeah. When they want to cut loose, they're gonna cut loose, and they, and they really love and appreciate just good music and a good time oh hell yeah i mean if it wasn't for china if living here I, we wouldn't have been able to see north korea when we made that video over there oh that's right so it's that it's, oh i can't believe there's it. blessings and there's also here yeah. what's that <laughs> there's blessings and what's that sorry i was trying to let you uh continue on you said there's blessings and oh and curses <laughs> and curses <laughs> yeah well um you know uh yeah, I think it's important to remember too because there's, you know, especially in the states these days, uh, a lot of people dealing with racism, and you don't got any help with the fucking, uh, fucking uh, pumpkin in the White House, telling telling people about like how bad yeah, China that's is, true. and a lot of people are like, oh yeah, I hate Chinese people, and it's like, no, you know you don't, <laughs> you you think you might think you do because you you just jump into conclusions based on what uh, you're being told, but like. Yeah, what I found, and I think what you're saying is a lot of people, usually the people in any country, uh, are pretty similar, um, regardless of the uh, the, the government. And you know, there's there's things you want to fight, exactly. and it's not usually the actual. People. You know, there's you know, it's almost almost exactly the fucking same, man. You know, you get these fucking crazy politically bent like alt alt right non face mask wearing assholes over in the states, yeah. and then you got all these extreme 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 maoist communist crazy guys over here in china and they're all and these are all people that are being fed the same shit from the same mass sources you know one's cctv and the other one's fox news it's just it's the same sure, fucking sure. shit yeah they're manipulating the same kind of people yeah and and, and you know they're doing a great job of it <laughs> which is the the bummer um because you, yeah you, i know it's amazing right it's yeah it is <laughs> um and i don't know like that's the to me that's the biggest bummer about like the way things are working in the states because I feel like we have more you know opportunity 
to sort of go like, push against that sort of thing. Um, there's more free press probably and everything yeah. like that. Um, but you got a lot yes. of dummies who are just like, no, fuck that. I want, I want, you know, to not have to, you know, think too hard about things. So they go along with the, uh, sort of, uh, I don't know, the, the regime that tells them that they're right for acting like idiots. Anyway, um, it just keeps people divided and that's you know, what they want. So I, there's a lot of things that are, that are, there's a lot of things that are shit with the U S government, but you gotta, you gotta really 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 cherish the fact that if you wanted to you could tell publicly two hundred thousand, a million people to tell trump to fuck off yeah that's right that is something that that is that is just not here at all i mean not here yeah. at all yeah i believe it to be true um but anyway i want to don't want to <laughs> <It's crazy. laughs> this is probably the most serious uh podcast i've done on this show so far but uh wanted to get ask a, one more thing about <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's okay no i it's it's my fault too because i you know i love hearing about this stuff and it's really important right now i think uh so uh you know uh, we're doing a service to the world i believe <laughs> um but i wanted to ask about that yeah going into okay. north north korea doing our part. that's right <laughs> exactly um and that's part of punk rock too you know you got to keep uh, it's about keeping people aware of fucking what's really going on. Um, but Hell yeah. yeah, man, you can't sing about peace and drugs all the time, right? That's right. Or, or you know, you can't. Yeah, there's there's a time for comedy and there's a time for fucking uh, <laughs> saying fuck the man. Um, but anyway, uh, North Korea, North Korea. You did a video there, and like, ha, <laughs> I don't know. It, it it's so weird to to me. Is that even more like of a thing than being in China? Is it's just like. I don't know. People, people get Dude, weird imagine, that with North imagine, Korea. Imagine, yeah, with North Korea. Imagine 1984 being a real place. Oh yeah. <laughs> okay, that sounds about right. Like imagine that, and then imagine taking a tour through that. Yeah, that's what it was. But they somehow let you that's film exactly a fucking music video there. It and was like, it was extremely restrained. Like you can't really tell because we're walking around in our you know in our theme park with a roller coaster. That oh, was yeah. the only place that they would allow us to film freely and they only gave us 15 minutes at a time to film wow so 15 15 minutes 15 minutes yeah too many people would come you know uh, uh congregate around us we stopped for another 15 minutes until everybody went around oh wow you know and just dispelled yeah. then we start again and there were some places where we accidentally filmed you know we accidentally got in the fucking view of the camera and they said no nope, you got to delete that and they oh, watched shit. this and they made sure we deleted it some of the shots made it into the film surprisingly because you know fucking iCloud, but no man, it's they were so 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 stringent on that. Yeah, huh? Yeah, I mean that makes sense. I would expect that, but uh, it's it's interesting to have uh, that you actually like went through that, and uh, yeah, I don't know, but they. they <laughs> oh yeah, dude, North Korea made China look like a walk in the park. You know? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, that's really fucking interesting. Um, all very interesting. And uh, I guess, uh, I don't know. Do you got anything else you want to throw out there as far as uh, the, the, the new music, new album? I, guys, do you, do you have any touring plans? I mean, I guess probably not outside of China, right? I mean, you know, we were supposed to play with Black Flag in Hong Kong. We're supposed to do all of Europe and we're going to Rebellion and all of that's gone. Yeah. So like, I guess it's all postponed to next year. You know, yeah. I don't know. I mean, who knows? I, I guess uh, it's really hard to say. Right now, we're just doing a Chinese tour. So next week, we're playing Chongqing and Chengdu, and after that, Guangzhou and then uh, Qingdao. But we're just taking it as uh, as it comes. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. I can't even go back to home to visit my parents because the country's locked up. Oh, I know. Uh, yeah, you know, like I, like I said, I can't go back to America right now to visit my friends. So... Yeah, right, it's a it's fucked exactly, up time you know to be exactly in, you know. Uh, especially being abroad. Um, but at the same time, I don't know. I guess I'm stoked <laughs> to be in Europe and not the states right now. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Places got double-edged swords. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah. Um, but th the one last thing I always they, they do, they oh, do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the one last thing I always uh, try to close out the show with, uh, and this might be, <laughs> uh, you know. You answer this however you want, but uh, I always have to ask about a crime story, if you could tell me one, uh, you know, made up or real, uh, maybe got away with a crime, maybe uh, <laughs> maybe not, 
I mean, I already told you one by me being locked up for a couple of days by the whole drug thing. But, oh, uh, that's here's, true. Uh, here's another one that involved the whole group. Yeah. Um, we were on tour in 2015 with the the UK band The Boys, the okay. one from the 70s, and here in in China. And their tour was called the First Time Tour. So we co- we commissioned an artist in Guangzhou to take the theme of the first time in China and adapt it to some sort of artistic form that because we liked his style, right? His name's yeah. Tony Chung. Oh yeah. And uh, and we just let him have it. So what he comes back with is. He comes back with this fucking beautifully illustrated, like so many colored painting of a girl sitting in the shallow end of a pond with lily pads and these weird angels and, and uh, with holding instruments around her, fluttering around her, these pixies. Wow. And she, her legs are spread wide open. She's wearing a young pioneer's uniform, which is like the boy, the Girl Scouts of China. Yeah, yeah, yeah. China. I think I can picture And that. she's spurting blood from her vagina right wow and inside that blood it says first time in china tour the boys <laughs> in round eye <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah that's and uh, so that's hardcore that fucking poster goes out and the ministry of culture sends officers <laughs> to every single one of the bars at every single one of the dates and forces them to shut down uh with in in danger of being arrested so if the, like, if the show was happening on that day, oh, yeah. they were going to be arrested and there was going to be fines to every one of the bar owners. Wow. So I'm getting calls from all over the country with official documents. And this is not the police. This is the Ministry of Culture. So it's like the FBI. Yeah, right? yeah. And I had to put on a goddamn shirt and tie and go over there and have tea, quote unquote, with uh, the Ministry of Culture. And that's basically they just talk to you with a whole giant pot of tea with <laughs> a giant folder of your life in China and then turning the page is showing, you know, screenshots of your social media, screenshots of your pat, your, your passport, the oh, poster yeah. itself. They showed me pictures of a Christmas show. We played three weeks prior me holding a dildo, wearing a Santa Claus outfit, just to show <laughs> us that they were watching. Yeah. And then at the end of that whole meeting, they said, we're not, you're not, you're not in, we're not going to kick you out of China and we're not going to find you, but you cannot do these shows. Wow. And that's it. Hot. And damn. so, what we ended up doing was we did the shows anyway. <laughs> All right. But we did them in underground bunkers. Oh wow! And so, and we we told everyone you got to leave your you got to leave your phones at the out at the leave your phones at the outside of the door of the venue. Yeah. Come in, and we can only let 100 people into each underground underground venue. And we did it. And Vice Magazine did, did a whole story on it, and it was it was we kind of you know we turned lemons and you know into lemonade, but uh. That was our brush with the, you know, the ministry. That's amazing. I think that's one of my favorite crime stories. Not only because you, you <laughs> kind of... the poster. It's beautiful. Well, you kind of got busted, but then you eventually kind of got away with it too. So that's like extra cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, the boys can say that they played China. They definitely did. Wow. That's amazing. And yeah, so th- but they were able to come over even though they knew they were like a band that was trying to do shit. And that, that they didn't want them to do. Well, the they the thing is, is that all of this shit, the shit came down when they were already landed. They were oh, already here. Right. We were having dinner, getting ready. Oh, our first show's uh, yeah. tomorrow night, and then the shit hit the fan. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. So yeah, everything I mean, was cool until about twelve hours before the show. Yeah, so you're backed into a corner anyway, and you're just like, well, we can't fucking cancel this tour now. So, you know, our livelihoods are on the line. Yeah, they're here. We got to do something, right? Yep. Huh. Well, that's very interesting. Um, yeah, I thank you for, uh, spending this time with me. Um, and I fucking, <laughs> you know, this, this was, I was really looking forward to hearing, you know, an expatriate, expatriate, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with the whole expatriate term because it's like, it's not that I'm not a patriot. I still want America to do really well. Oh I'm no, just, I still, yeah, exactly. Hey, I, I never liked that term either. I still, I still am an American, you know what I mean? But yeah. like, I just don't live there. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, anyway, uh, a fellow, uh, you know, world traveler, uh, you know, it's, it's great to hear your perspective about things and, uh, fucking, I love round eye. <laughs> that, that, that name is so funny to say. <laughs> it's like only certain people get to make that joke, but, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, I love, I love the tunes and, uh, I appreciate, uh, all of this knowledge you've been able to share with me today. Thank you so much, man. And thank you for sharing your time with me, too. Hell and yeah. uh, I really, really hope when all this shit, you know, clears up that uh, Mask Intruder would love to come to China. 
Uh, we would love, love to, to come to China. Hell yeah! And uh, I hope we can make that t- happen. Let's uh, let's stay in touch. Okay. All right, man. I will speak to you soon. All right, man. Take care of yourself. Titan. You too. And that's it for the Intruder Green Podcast. I want to thank Chachi again for being on it. You can hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all at Intruder Green. The Intruder Green calling line is plus one six zero eight five three five nine six zero eight. Patreon.com slash Intruder Green if you want to become a producer of the podcast. The Intruder Green Podcast is produced by Colin Bennett, hair and makeup by Genevieve Smith, set design by Dylan Lema, catering Matthew Hendershot, lighting, squeak lights, Rahway, New Jersey. Our theme song is Particles by Typros. Showing off is the fool's idea of glory. Um, Where are you from, man? Where's that accent I'm hearing from? Oh, prison. Sounds like like northeast United States. Yeah, a little bit here, a little bit there, but mostly prison. <laughs> yeah. From where? Prison. You know, you do prison. crimes. You do crimes and sometimes you get away with them, but then sometimes you get caught and you got to go to prison. <laughs> yeah. Prison. I thought you said Jersey. I was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> Jersey. That probably makes sense. Well, that'll work too, I suppose. <laughs> they got prisons there. They got the Jersey Shore down there. I love the fucking boardwalk. Um, <laughs> they got the Jersey Shore for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>